I'm looking at the album cover of this, and it's Steve Martin and the backing band. And the toot, T-O-O-T, uncommons. <laughs> Meaning they got had to get the Coke joke in there, right? Of course, 1978. What else are you going to do? I know. <laughs> Steve Martin wasn't much of a drug guy, was he? He was the late 70s, and that, he's not a big drug guy, meaning he only did coke three times a week. loves podcasts i do (laughs) hey welcome to ear and loathing episode 31 is that correct boys the old three one yep uh we are ear and loathing we are the gitmo bros and we also are the number one rockers forever and no we have yeah we have been forever we will be forever so don't even bother i am joined today by the media darling of Ear and Loathing. He's calling in from the westernmost star. Let's say hello to our friend. Hi there. Hi, I'm George White, and I'm still in the storage closet, and I'm starting to like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, so I guess that would mean we now look towards the north direction for our pal on the north star. He's the yeoman purser of the north star. Why don't you say hello? They asked me, hello, Baringa. They asked me, they talked to me, they really talked to me, everyone. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Aaron. <laughs> never forget. Never forget. <laughs> Just kidding. Baringa. <laughs> they asked me what I was going to do with my life, and I said, I'm going to make a scene, baby. I'm going to make a scene. <laughs> You're making one right now, and I love it. So guess what? Today is the day that I am once again dropped headfirst into the torture chamber. That would be me, your pal Damon. And that also means that I have control of a little region, a little rural region, um, where there's no indoor plumbing or electricity, but we still have plenty of funny characters who like to weigh in once in a while. Here's one of them now. Hi, sir. Hi there. Welcome to Kibbit's Corner. Thank you, Clem. Uh, Hi, Clem. (laughs) Clem has opened up the door for me to begin my Kibbit's Corner for today. So Aaron came up with a concept, I believe it was last week. And uh, I'm going to revisit it because I had such a good time. But also I'm going to throw in a little... Uh, a little wrench in the works here. So let's let's uh let's go into this little this little joint here. This it's kind of a computer that takes up an entire room, like the uh, first IBM in 1969 <laughs> when they put in two plus two, and uh, 27 hours later, the out of the other end, a piece of paper came out and it said four. So here comes. This is more of an IBS. <laughs> here we go. Explain it to the other two, other two. 
<laughs> got to be nice to the PG. <laughs> I like I like to picture because you 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 know at the end of the song you refer to the other two which I'm assuming you're referring to you me too, and George. Whomever and else, yeah. I like picturing the guys in the background going boo boo boo. boo. Yeah. That that's me and George. <laughs> I, I hold my arms up in, in glory, just going, other two, other two, like I'm winning. It's just great. <laughs> so I have put Aaron in control of the premise, Jenner. He does know to do that. Okay. But what it's going to be, instead of a movie this time, so the theme song just lied to us, actually, I want us to be a prog rock band from the early 70s, a la Emerson, Emerson Lake and Palmer or Yes or one of those those lovelies. And we are going to come up with a theme for a concept album. A prog rock concept album will be generated by the premise generator. So can it be just a verb and a noun? Sure it can. But you know those albums always had really long, uh, you know, titles and really convoluted concepts and everything. So you guys tell me, how do we get to a longer, more fun title? I think it should be an adjective, a noun, an adverb, and a, and a city. Okay. All four things. <laughs> and then they string it all together in a way that makes the most funny sense and then take it from there. Okay, take it from there. And then we have to come up with, A, what the concept is. And right. for bonus brain work, let's come up with one or two songs that would be on that album. And it's also easy. in the style of, is it the style of Yes? Is it the style of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? Turns out those are the only two prog bands I know, because that's all I've been naming so far. <laughs> Early Rush, <laughs> Caress O'Steel, things like that. Yeah, there right. you go. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so uh, let's, I'm going to be writing these down. So Aaron, okay. why don't you do uh, a premise generator for your pal Damon? Beep, boop, 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 boop. Here comes the, <laughs> here comes the adjective. Um, ta- oh, God, perfect. Tangible. <laughs> fucking Bremish Generator is a fucking nerd. Daniel, here comes our noun. Variety. Ufa. Okay. Um, and then here comes a proper name. <laughs> John Lloyd. John Lloyd? Are you kidding yeah, me? It's, no, it's very it's very strange. That's great. Okay. <laughs> and then uh here's the city. Well, it's giving us uh, a, a two options, and I like that because the premise generator, when it comes to cities, he, he wants to know what we think. There's uh, Plano, Texas, <laughs> and Virginia Beach. Hmm. I'm going to say uh, like a, one of those British, you know, prog bands like Genesis or somebody would get a lot more mileage out of Texas, wouldn't they? I think that they all have a hard on for fucking for the old west. Yeah, right. I don't know that they would give a rip about Virginia Beach. Right. Well, cowboys wear jeans, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, is this concept record about jeans? I think that's the, uh, I think George just named the uh, instrument. They're all instrumental, but like the, uh, maybe the, the last one, the last song is Cowboys Wear Jeans. <laughs> it's They call Pretty it a, it. it's, it. it's, it's, instead of like a jazz odyssey, it's a thoughtacy where they're just thinking about cowboy movies that they enjoy. And and uh, Peter Gabriel came out on stage with a big denim flower on his head. <laughs> what do you dress as? Denim. <laughs> All right. I like to picture con- a song called Snakeskin Flower. <laughs> sure, sure. All right. Well, you guys are already uh, jumping the gun here. There, hey, Sorry. there's a, there's Sorry. another one for Texas. Jumping the gun, eh? But yes. uh, do you want to do you want to explore that, or do you want to do two more first? Well, we need two more. Yeah. Well, I don't know, do we? I I thought it would be fun if we each had one, and then we could decide which one. Like a record executive, 
you know, would decide which one is the concept album okay. that gotcha. our All cheesy right. band. And also, maybe we should come up with a with a prog rock name for the the Gitmo Bros, <laughs> the Ear and yeah. Loathing Gang, if you guys want to. I mean, there's so many options here. That's what's great about the premise generator. Anything goes. I don't know that we're going to run. I think that doing this, doing one will be good because on top of all the songs, we need to develop a backstory. We will be able to develop their road life and we'll be able to, we need the name of the record. We need, we need a lot already for the one act. So off of the words we got, let's build on that. And if we have time, we'll do another one. I like it. Okay. All right. So what the hell is it again? Can you remind yeah. everybody? Yes. Yeah. What, yeah. what, what we got? Yeah. Tangible Variety, John <laughs> Lloyd, Plano, Texas. Is it Plano or Plano? Plano, Plano, I think. Plano. John Texas, John think. Lloyd's tangible variety. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what he is? He's a, he's a you know traveling medicine show. Mm-hmm. Tangible yeah. variety. He's got one of those big wagons, right? Yeah, yeah. So like tangible varieties is a good is a good thing to be painted on the side of the wagon instead yeah. of like uh, ointments or whatever they usually have. On the yeah. Elixirs, elixirs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and he then, calls so- himself an alchemist. Yeah, and right. he is an alchemist. Yeah, <laughs> and he maybe is traveling with a young friend named Al, Al chemist <laughs> who happens to be the, the chemist. Yeah. Uh, all right, so John Lloyd's tangible variety, and that's on the outside of his of his wagon. And and so how do we how do we work uh, Plano, Texas into that into that title? Because it all has to be one title of the album. John Lloyd's ch- Tangible Variety. That's what we're going with, the first part, right? Yeah. Yeah. John Lloyd's Tangible Variety. How about something like this? Maybe this isn't great, but it's a, it's a jumping off point. Um, John Lloyd's Tangible Variety, colon, incident in Plano, Texas. Yeah, or yeah, or Plano, Texas, you know, uh, uh, population, you know, 500, and then that's crossed out by John, and there's another two because him and Al have showed up in town. So it's like 502, you know, on the album cover. (laughs) He's standing next to the sign. Well, that's the artwork, though, right? Right, 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 right. I was going for the title, but yeah, that's great artwork. I love it. The the Ballad of Plano, Texas? The Song of Plano, Texas? Yeah. (laughs) Although it it has to be a story... Yeah, the ballad. I like the incident. I like incident. I like incident. Incident. Uh, incident. Yeah. So all the songs could loosely be referring to whatever this incident was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we already have snakeskin flower. And what was the other one? Cowboys wear jeans. <laughs> Cowboys wear jeans. <laughs> we do have those two. Those are great songs. I want to hear those songs. Okay. I think Cowboys wear jeans is Cowboys wear and then in parentheses jeans. We had to have a shitload of annoying parentheses. All right. And we also don't forget, we have to be putting a kind of British spin on, you know, like picture, you know, Mike Rutherford dopey head coming up with these concepts in 1972. I don't know how old he is then, like, you know, 28 30. or something. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So he doesn't, he, he has no idea. He He's seen like a, a cowboy movie. And so that's his entire understanding of, of Plano, Texas. So what, uh, what would be his other, his other stupid concepts? We have to ask ourselves, what would Steve Hackett do? <laughs> he would probably quit. <laughs> quit. quit and join weather report yeah, steve Hackett and, and jeff beck are like pro quitters i think uh what i, I was thinking is what's the general because usually with these there's somebody you have to think of nigel tufnell where he's obsessed with something like i love the dust bowl and all the things that went along with the people during the dust bowl in oklahoma yeah like there's right. always some piece of history they're obsessed with and they're going to do 
an album around this. You know, they're almost like old British men who love, uh, you know, World War II documentaries. Yeah, you right. know what could be true is that like they they there was in Texas specifically is my family I think got caught up in this where there was a huge amount of uh, Germans and uh, Eastern European Jews were given a shitload of uh, it was like homesteading kind of stuff so if you could get there you know and yeah. so it's they're they're in the middle of homesteading. Um, I think you that's just you just did another. Because again, this is these these are British guys in their twenties who have no idea what the hell they're talking about, and they just mm-hmm. hear these terms and apply them to this this concept. And so, another song I think is good is two things Aaron just said: Dust Bowl Homestead. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, and and so these guys are and these guys are also um, these guys are they're, they're a traveling medicine show. Yeah, although there's is something that- sinister going on underneath that, but yes, they are. Right. Okay. And there has to be they have to if they're going to do that there has to be. Is the what, what's the sidekick's name again, or the the, the person he's traveling with? Alchemist. Alchemist. Al, Al <laughs> Al <laughs> right, they have to have that. So there's the two of them, but then there has to be a shill in the crowd, probably a, a small child, you know, like a, like a carny would have. Like, what is this great thing you're talking about? I'll have some. You yeah, know, and alchemist yeah. Al, Al is actually named is Allagash. Yeah, right. Camonstry uh, yeah. or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> And 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 so and they maybe along the way because things happen pretty quick they find they find some uh, like George said like uh, they find a a, a little a little uh, dumb kid uh, who is you know abandoned or ran away from his family trailer or something and ended up with them and so he acts when they go from town to town maybe he could act as the shill for them and that would also work very well for for the record because like as it starts out like it'd be the you know the song about setting up everyone's going west da, da 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 and then you know and like for the stage show too like suddenly the curtain opens up and it's the uh, main guy comes out and sings john lloyd comes out and sings at everybody and introduces the people and then from the crowd steps out the kid you know oh, at madison right. square garden like the spotlight right. hits him yeah and he says where can i buy my pretty little fountain <laughs> <laughs> one of those kind of numbers <laughs> <laughs> so, suddenly right. they start staging Oliver out of nowhere. <laughs> right. But, yeah, it could be another one of song. Pretty Little Fountain. Pretty yeah. Little Fountain. Yeah. Fountain of Youth. So <laughs> we've got this is a great concept so far. And I love mm-hmm. the fact that like these guys don't know what the hell they're talking about. Um their concepts are all over the place. And uh so have we pitched this properly? I mean, are we gonna get the record company to sign on to this thing or what? Or do we need to add add more stuff to it? I I think there's a few more things. To, what I also want to do is I wanted some um, some kind of uh, there's who's in the band. Like, is it a three piece? Is keyboard heavy? What's the what's the music sound like? And can we fit in really jammed in wrongly frontier instruments into this? <laughs> like, you imagine know- a banjo in ELP or you know, like that. Like a yeah. Yeah, I picture like, um, you know how ELO was just insistent on having those cellos everywhere they go. Yeah, you know, and it was it probably became like a pain in the ass because the cello guy thought he was like part of the band, but he really. I mean, they, they could have done a perfectly reasonable show without the cello, and no one would have cared. So, um, I'm picturing like someone decided early on with this band that they had to incorporate some weird instrument to, so they would stand out from everyone else, and now it's just like this bird, and they're carrying around. Um, so I was thinking maybe to get into this Western theme, it would be one of those old timey kind of out of tune pianos or like a player piano. 
Yes, like right. an upright piano. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, in fact, okay. the player piano, it's almost like an early um, click track or something. Like, they have to play along with the player piano. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> that's kind of what it's kind of like what Sticks did for uh, for Paradise Theater. Actually, I think that's how the show opens. Really, Dennis DeYoung saying, "There's all my friends," da, 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 and and he's doing the best of times. And there's just that little piano, and they they have that dude like sweeping the <laughs> sweeping the stage. He uh, just never let up on those those oh god cheesy every concepts. Move. No, <laughs> and yeah. after that, robots. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. then the robots took over. Yeah, then you saw Star Wars. He's like, "Fuck, dude! <laughs> I gotta do this. This is why did we fuck up?" Sure. Yeah. Huh. I feel. I feel like he didn't. He missed Star Wars completely, and he saw uh, the the Buck Rogers TV show, which had <laughs> Tweaky, the little BD 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 robot, right. and that and was mi- and Mister Theopolis, Mister Themopolis, <laughs> who was the guy around his neck? There was a guy around his neck, that was oh. the smart guy, right? <laughs> yeah, like a, just a face. It was like a right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Mr. Theop, Dr. Theopolis. Right. I think, right? And Gil Gerard. And oh, Gil Gerard, yeah. yeah. And it, and speaking of that show, and I was just I believe I believe the hottie was Aaron Gray. You got that right. Yeah, hell yeah. I didn't have a TV and I knew that shit. I mean, <laughs> she she was uh she was she's kind of in that Val- Valerie Perrine um category where super foxy but didn't really make it. You don't know her in the same breath as, you know, some of the bigger names of the uh of of the seventies, the big right. sex symbols, yeah. But but my my point is, um, we got to have a girl in this. There's got to be a girl in the story. There's got to be some. It doesn't have to be a love story because this is prog rock, and no women are coming to this show. We know that, <laughs> or buying this album. We know yeah, that. Right. But there's still. No, I think be- that the I think that the fucking prog rock is rich with no girls. It's, so Fine you think girls. It's just, we're leaving it out. There isn't yeah, fucking. There isn't one. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Not one in any of those fucking things. Not one. All right, well, I, mean, I was I, going to, rightly or wrongly, I'm going to bring it up, try to push us into a Candace Knight area with some of this. Some girl in the act. I don't know where, but I don't know if she's a usurper or what she is, but. What? Well, there's if you're in the Old West, there's got to be a whore, right? <laughs> right, there's got to be. There's a Rosie, Rosie or something. Or, or the school yeah, Rosie marm, the whore. There's like the, school mar- the school marm who takes care of the kid, the kid who's not a kid. Tries to rescue him or something. Yeah, or a whore. You know? <laughs> or a whore. Listen, or or a whore. You know, what do we get more? What do we get more out of story wise? And uh, all right, all right. So maybe that's not such a great idea. I kind of like. I kind of like Aaron's idea that we. It's it's just guys and forget it. <laughs> no girls would, it's like it's like girls being bummed that they can't be part of some dumb guys club it's like all the chicks are like i'm gonna go to the fucking sean cassidy concert fuck you fools <laughs> <laughs> do i give a shit about your grimy fucking half stupid mustache almost a mustache guy yeah, I don't talk about snorks and snocks and, and wizards and i don't want to <laughs> yeah they're like i'll pass guy <laughs> And the du- the dust bowl and some gypsies who have an elixir. Yeah, sexy as all that sounds. I'm just gonna. No. I'm, gonna I'm gonna go to Max's Kansas City and be okay. with anyone else. I'm gonna go blow one of the roadies from Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that that our band, our our prog band, you know, sort of considered putting a woman in and just couldn't find a way to you know kind of place a character into the. It, it wasn't even a thought that occurred no. to them to have a woman. <laughs> I in, agree with Aaron. It's there's never one around. Yeah, it's like out of yeah. sight, out of mind. Yeah. <laughs> what is what's the band even called? Is it John? It's John Lloyd. That, that's the name of the album. Is okay. uh, it's 
tangible no john lloyd's tangible variety colon incident <laughs> in plano texas <laughs> it's quite a quite a mouthful are we going to concern ourselves with the name of the act well that's what i said i think that you know the, the gitmo bros should have a name oh, okay. of a early 70s british prog rock band now I, I will say that I, I we could use this for inspiration. Uh, the Dalton Grant boys, we have ours. And it was oh. Chalice. <laughs> pretty good. Chalice is pretty good. Yeah, it's simple. It's simple and and to the point, and it's striking. Yeah. You know? Plus, you could strike somebody with the chalice. Right. So I, I would like to pitch for no reason. Hammer mill. <laughs> <laughs> no like reason at factory. all. It's like a hammer factory. I don't know. It's just there's a Xerox box box in here, and it's exactly. just hammer mill on it. Yeah, I, I was thought, gonna say. I, I wonder where I, that came from. I would call it. I would call it a, a, a prog rock back band hammer mill. <laughs> it was either that or whiteout. It's either that or cottonelle. I don't know what. The final option for George is the one that says save till 2023. <laughs> Well, I actually like Hammer Mill, but I think we could add something to it. Okay. Like... Oh, Red Hammer Mill or something. Okay, yeah. Right. Is that what you're saying? Okay. <laughs> Abraxas Hammer Mill. Abraxas? Is that what you Abra- said? Abraxas. Yeah. Isn't that the, the Santana album? I think, I think that's, right. that's why it's in my mind. <laughs> Abraxas. What a bunch of assholes. <laughs> There's a Santana record called Abraxas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, I remember that I, album I like the idea that that's the that that either the name of the disease they're curing with their elixir or that is the cure. <laughs> like hammer toe? Yeah. <laughs> hammer toe. I hammer mouth. I have a hammer mouth. <laughs> hammer mouth. All right, so now that's not the band name anymore? This what? this pitch meeting is just going completely out of control. No, no, it's no, it's creative. No, no, this is this is prog rock. This is we're wide open, friend. That's true. Anything goes. Yeah, so right. Hammer Mill. Yeah. Hammer Mill is the name of the act. Hammer Mill, which is good because it fits on the tour bus on the on the little window right. uh, up, up on top. Hammer Mill is the name of the act, at least until until we think of something else. Mm-hmm. Hammer Mill, it works. We know the name of the album is John Lloyd's uh, Tangible Variety: Colon Incident <laughs> in Plano, Texas. <laughs> Right. Now, uh, you know what? So, like, when people went to go see Genesis, The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, you know, a lot of people probably just called Lamb. You're going to go catch yeah, Lamb yeah, yeah. at MSG? Right, yeah, yeah. So, what are they going to call this for short? Lloyd. Lloyd. You're going to go catch Lloyd? <laughs> catch, catch the Lloyd. Hammer doing. Yeah, you ever see the variety show? Yeah. <laughs> Hammer Mill's doing the Lloyd album. Lloyd Benson? <laughs> No, not Lloyd Benson. <laughs> not, not Lloyd Benson. You mean Pink Floyd? No, John Lloyd. <laughs> John, no, no, Lloyd. John Lloyd. <laughs> Pretty commercial. Hammermill, God damn it. But you guys, I just thought of something else. So far, we have four song titles. Yeah. Cowboys Wear Jeans, um, Snakeskin Flowers, <laughs> Dust Bowl Homestead, and Pretty Little Fountain. And I think that's the entire album. Each, yeah. each song is like 12 minutes long. <laughs> That's yeah, and it. by the way, it's a double album, so each one gets a side. Two songs on each side. That's it. No, a song, a one song, side. one song per side. Yeah. But like, also, Cowboys Wear Jeans has to have has to have four movements. Yes, right. Yeah, there's there's, there's right. sub movements under right. under the the main title of Cowboys Wear Jeans. Right. right. So one is like crisis. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense at all. Relief. Yeah. <laughs> cuffs 
I don't know what <laughs> Wigwam Blues. And that's the end. That's the last. Yeah, that's, that's the last movement of Cowboys Wear Jeans. Because <laughs> in the end, like the guy comes to a real- realization, may be that like he's like, you know what? I'm just going to be who I am, and that's a cowboy. And you know what? Cowboys don't wear highfalutin clothes. Cowboys wear jeans. Dun, 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 dun! <laughs> and they go into the last, the last overwrought song. I love this album. I love this concept. I love the premise generator, and I love the Gitmo Bros. <laughs> Me too. Good, good meeting. I think we have. Yeah, this be here. A, now, here's another shirt we need to make then. For, for, yeah. <laughs> With a Francis wagon on the front. Mill, the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, speaking of that, should we uh, inform our listeners that there is actually no in joke motion. in production now, as we speak, a mm-hmm. ear and loathing shirt. It has yeah. been designed. One shirt has been ordered <laughs> with with the wrong design. No, my, my I ordered. I, my, I I okayed the design today of mine. But did you use the right one or the one the wrong one that I gave? I, used, I used the right one. The okay, right good. One they, so we have I, two 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 then are being made. Yes, one with one version and a second version. Yeah. Now, Aaron, <laughs> did you ever email them and try to get that fixed? No, because I didn't give a shit. I like the fact that it was in the the white is fine. I think the other one is better. Yeah. But uh, but but it'll be cool. I don't know. It'll be cool to see the other I'll one. I'll buy you Why the right not? one. Don't worry. Well, who gives a shit? Like, I, I'll be the only one on the planet Earth with the dumb one. That's fine. <laughs> That's right, you will. Well, yeah, because everyone else know. on the planet is going to get them. So. And I'll be the only guy on the planet with a dumb shirt. <laughs> just some guy will drive by me. Dumb shirt! Shut up! Why did you crop that? Just look at my fucking look at my feet. Just go, Why did you crop that? So mean. Fuck you! <laughs> Dumb shirt. <laughs> all right, so, um, all right. Actually, I have a, I have a clip for this for for Damon's uh, snafu with the with the Photoshop, and okay. here it is. You ready? Yes. Mm. So I messed up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy from uh, one of the sketches he did on SNL. Okay. Frederick Jeff Armstrong. <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, so anyways, oh, John Lloyd, <laughs> John Lloyd, I, look, I love this album. This is fantastic. Okay. This say is, it again. Say it, say the information again. Dave. I'll stay, so say the, it slowly. Yeah. Coming this fall to a tower records near you, the new epic masterpiece <laughs> by prog rock superstars, hammer mill. <laughs> <laughs> the concept album you've been waiting for. People, prepare yourself for John Lloyd's Tangible Variety Incident in Plano, Texas. Critics agree. This is a record. <laughs> Two fucking full LPs, 33 RPMs, four songs. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Hilburn says there are four songs. <laughs> I counted and there are four. <laughs> uh, all right. So there you go. That is the end of Kibbit's Corner. I love it. I didn't know where, where that was going to go. And I think it went to a great straight place. to the top. Yeah. Premise generator is my new best friend. Would you say Damon that, uh, that I mean, obviously you're searching. We're all searching for answers and we're all searching for results. Would you say that you arrived at one? Well, I guess you could say that, um, after listening to the album, 
John Lloyd's tangible variety incident in Plano, Texas, that I finally <laughs> can look up to the stars and say, I have my answer. I have my answer. Of course, I'm going to be stoned out of my mind when I say that. <laughs> what was the question? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I, I have one more thing to add. Can I add one more oh, thing to this? Yes, to please. The, okay, just occurred to me. So this is, a, this is a double album. This is going to add a lot of cost to production. But since it's a double album, got to have a big gatefold center, right? Of course. Center, yeah. it, it, so it's, does it pop up into a wagon? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little Conestoga wagon when so you open it. Sure. Oh, why okay. you? And it says the name on the side, like it comes 3D. Yeah. You know what it has? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, come on. Why do you even ask that question? <laughs> do you know how much it's going to cost to outfit the, an- the band the- as animals? <laughs> I think, I, I wonder if they had an ill advised notion. Probably the bass player came up with it. Whereas, like all the roadies, all the roadies dress like what is it? Yeah, the tumbleweeds. Oh, tumbleweeds. <laughs> <laughs> they just roll around, but then realize it's impractical because they need their hands for their yeah. jobs. <laughs> yeah, they can't. They can't like hunch over and run over to a microphone to fix the cable or something. They have to roll over in in character. That lasted till like the the tour started in in at MSG, and it lasted to Connecticut before they. <laughs> They so had a meeting the about that. The stage. We, fell down some stairs. <laughs> we lost five roadies in Connecticut. We settled still rolling fault- around somewhere. Set of fourteen workers' comp claims. <laughs> we lost work, Ma- is it? We lost Murphy on the hutch. He's just rolling around, isn't he? Murphy. <laughs> we lost Bolger too. <laughs> So since George was able to insert a one last final gag into the, because uh, we're still technically in Kivitz Corner, we're right sure, on the always. border, you know, sure, we're about sure. to we're to step into the torture chamber. But I had this this was a relevant joke about uh, I don't know thirty minutes ago. Okay, well, I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. The reason why <laughs> Steve kept quitting the band is because he couldn't hack it. Good night, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's some prog humor for you guys. That's, that's some, uh, Enjoy. Humor. Yeah, all, all you guys listening late night um, on the on the uh, on the midnight shift at post houses. Enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> you guys get it. You guys have always got it. You guys get it. You're why we do this. You're why we do this. You guys. <laughs> you complete us. All right, so let's go into the torture chamber. Even though I'm the dickhead who goes in, I guess you know I gotta take my Force medicine. Force yourself into it. Yeah. Take my medicine from the from John Lloyd's tangible variety. <laughs> <laughs> torture chamber. Okay, I'm not gonna bullshit you. Okay, I don't really give a good fuck what you know or don't know, but I'm gonna torture you anyway. Suffering, anguish, pain, torture. I believe, if memory serves, George went first with the village people last time. He did. I did. Which means Aaron, the A dog, is up first. And George went first with the village people, and that is was his right at the time, but also the village people's prerogative. If you're if you're rocking the the people, you go first. You go the head of the line. They don't wait for anybody. But it's a state law. You know? He's right. We didn't talk about it the other day because it it didn't need saying. Yeah, right. (laughs) It it was obvious (laughs) to anyone. We're not fucking here for the first time, okay? 
<laughs> act like you've been here before. Right. <laughs> yeah, when you score a touchdown, act like you've been here before. Yeah, Come just on. hand the ball over, Marcus Allen style, and walk the fuck away. That's right. That's it. Doff your cap and say, job well done, ref. <laughs> yeah. Missed opportunity. There was no village person dressed up like a football player. Or a referee. <laughs> <laughs> Already taken by Foot Locker, so copyright <laughs> infringement problem. And... <laughs> so that means, Aaron, you got anything you want to say about yeah. this, this bad boy? Yeah, uh, this is... Um, <laughs> this is from 1972, and this is as Damon likes to bring things out of uh, certain departments. Mm. Uh, I, I will bring this directly from the Statch Rape Department. <laughs> <laughs> I can see and it on the is, file uh, on the door. Statch yeah. Rape. <laughs> yeah, and this is uh, uh, this this the writer uh, of this song and performer of this song is is it's actually his second appearance, though not as a performer. He wrote one of the wrote uh, a song earlier in the show um and uh <laughs> this is uh mac davis baby oh. don't get hooked on me and it's unreal what's it, going on in this, his second in this appearance number. as a statutory rapist <laughs> well, I, you know i hate to speak ill of the dead oh mac's not with us anymore no, don't look for him. Oh, he's I didn't not know hear him. Don't, he's not, don't look for him. He's not there. <laughs> like, like an advertising campaign from the 80s, did he have a Mac attack? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he always had like nine buttons undone on his shirt. Like, so they, yeah. maybe he died at a button factory accident or something. He's <laughs> looking for replacement buttons. Caught a button. He got yeah. caught up in a turbine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Tore, tore, tore his heart right at his chest. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, you just named the, the song? Yeah. Too? Yeah, okay. yeah, I just named it because uh, I like to say it. Baby, don't get hooked on me, and uh, <laughs> and it sounds don't. And it sounds the song is just like what it sounds like. It's just <laughs> it, <laughs> he's 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 he screws so great. Yeah, and with that that he's got to send out a warning in the title <laughs> of the song. <laughs> yeah, just warning you. I'm just warning. You. Had a, t a taste of the of the Mac, you know, <laughs> the, the Mac the, attack, the Mac attack. You know, and, and by the way, I like the implication that um, that he's that it's so good that he can't just keep it for you. He's got to spread it around. So don't get hooked on this yeah. one thing on me. Yeah, because I've yeah, been moving on, on and spreading it around. I have an obligation. Yeah, yeah. He, we, we yeah. haven't even started the song yet. We already know uh, the whole theme and everything. <laughs> but yeah, he's <laughs> he's saying it's inevitable that you're going to get hooked. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and. and he can see it happening in the first line of the song, by the way. Like, it's not, it doesn't get around to it. He starts with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, let's start some Mac Davis here. Here we go. Lay it on me. Oh, it's a lyric video, too. Beautiful. Oh, boy. Nice. I get the best of both worlds over here. <laughs> what is the. Sorry, did it up? Yeah, is that like the little drummer boy making appearance or something? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's there's some weird, some weird choices, uh, and this is among them. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to it, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. My thought, my initial thought when I heard it for the first time was like, oh, like a heartbeat, like a racing heartbeat. Yeah, like, and you can imagine that he was, you know, stroking himself through that, thinking like that's what it sounds like. Man. Yeah, that's the first symptom of uh, get, get getting hooked on a Mac attack. Yeah, is, that's right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Your heart starts to palpitate. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. 
right, that's the we... first thing. I think that's the first symptom in a, in a lot of problems. So you don't know right away. <laughs> yeah, that's why a lot of people get caught up in the Mac attack because they're like, I thought it was just I got a hold of some bad clams casino or something, and nope, <laughs> and Mac no. attack. <laughs> no. All right, here we go. This and this also this intro also reminds me of, uh, and I've heard this song before, but um, yeah, of of uh, um, do 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 do. I'll think of it later as we keep. Yeah, going. there's a lot of songs that this song Mac, sounds like. Yeah. yeah, Mac Mac was at a bar and listened to 15 songs on the jukebox and then went into the studio. Uh, and, and by the way, the studio was not down with Mac at this time, um, and they said we're going to need you to do something with a hook in it. So he yeah. said, "No problem," and and so he went and took a bunch of other hooks from other existing songs, uh, not the least of which is uh, "You've Lost That Love and Feeling," which is going to have a spotlight on it essentially uh coming up so okay. let's, let's, let's roll with danny the or something uh watching scotty grow oh scotty yeah so watching yeah. scotty grow yeah I, i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and, and put money down on the fact that while mac was at the bar listening to those songs scotty was sitting next to him on a stool <laughs> i i feel like that was his line going up to chicks hey do you want to see scotty grow if you know what i mean <laughs> little scotty hey what are you doing what are you doing for sex later <laughs> <laughs> He's little, but he's loud. <laughs> <laughs> your son named Scotty? That's gross. No, I meant, you know. <laughs> Talking about my schwazul. Did you name your dick after your son? <laughs> Other it, way around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a direct line. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Girl, you're getting that look in your eyes, <laughs> and it's starting to worry me. Uh-oh. Starting to worry him. Yeah, He's like, I've seen this him. before. Yeah. Fuck. Here it goes again. I've yeah. been down this road. <laughs> <laughs> Second line in, he's already he's already worried. He's in a state of panic about how much she wants him for the rest of her life. Can I ask the general public a question? It doesn't really sure. have anything to do with the song other than the fact that I'm watching the lyric video. If you're going to spell your, because we just had him say you're getting that look in your eye, which is the right. possessive Y-O-U-R. Mm-hmm. Now, if someone ever writes a comment on YouTube or something saying, oh, you're so funny, and they always spell it wrong. It's always Y O U R so funny, which is, you know, it should be Y-O-U apostrophe R-E, you're so funny. Correct? You guys with me so far? Yes. Yes. This one, they did the opposite. And I'm like, hey, everybody on the planet, if you're not sure, just use one all the time. Because like 50% of the time, you're going to be right. <laughs> They're Why, outsmarting the, themselves. Yeah. Like if, if everyone is so connected to the Y-O-U-R, just stay with it. Sometimes you're going to be right. Okay. And then don't don't think you've now outsmarted the word your and then put Y-O-U possibly R-E. Because you're going to, you seem to always get that wrong as well. People, <laughs> work with me here. Sorry, I know we're not. In, in you're my... as upset as you're as upset as Mac. <laughs> yeah, you're, is, is, is this your prog rock album about grammar? <laughs> and, and, and by the way, Damon, I think kids have gone past it now, and it's just you. It's just you are. It's the word, the letter U, and the letter R in many texts. You're look. <laughs> I'll take that only because it's kind of right every time. But that'd be funny. If they did. They start, and occasionally they put an apostrophe between the U and the R. Yeah, it's a shorthand. Uh, all right, so here we go. <laughs> yeah. 
Scotty's like, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and I also want to point out real quick, like, and I, I certainly don't want to re- rewind, but listen to him through this where he's got a weird vibrato. He one that kind of yeah, yeah. it, it sounds more just like somebody is slowly losing interest in singing rather than <laughs> drifting <laughs> off into vibrato because he goes family time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like he realizes oh, I should keep singing. Yeah, <laughs> that's his style. I that too. Yes. Yeah. That's that's that's, Matt, Sc- that's Mac Davis's. Yeah, Scotty six sitting next to him in the studio and pokes him in the stomach. Oh, oh. <laughs> Dad's on the on the on the on the Crown Royal again. <laughs> and purple bag. <laughs> he keeps his jimmies in there and uh, and. <laughs> Dad, can I use the purple bag for my marbles? No, that I'm using it right now. <laughs> we kept our binoculars in it. Like. <laughs> When I was a kid, that's where the Crown Royal bag with binoculars went in it. Well, you, I don't know. <laughs> boy, you, boy, George's family bought the industrial size. I feel like I was really excited about binoculars when I was a kid. Like it stood out, oh, yeah. and, and it, like you came across, oh, neat! I could go look at all kinds of things with this. The I, only thing more disappointing than looking through binoculars and seeing what was at the other end was looking through a telescope. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> Just like oh, there you go. <laughs> huh. It's that tree slightly closer. <laughs> Can I go? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I paid 25 cents for this. <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to do anything else. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So he doesn't want any family ties. <laughs> no. Oh, poor Scotty. Nobody's going to hurry me. Just keep it friendly, girl, because I don't want to leave. I, I want to keep banging you, but you're making it kind of difficult here, right? <laughs> right. That's yeah, what's always worth it. You're not. I don't, you're. You're making me leave. Yeah. yeah. You're. You're harshing. Not, you're harshing my you're, mellow right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Max dilemma. I just screw. I screw so good. I fucked up and gave her the sweet dickin'. God damn it! Every time. Right. He's at a bar. Just he's, he's just all down. That's how he gets another girl. What's wrong? Well, this girl is just you know. Max, like I just want you gotta fuck. fuck. He's looking at himself in the mirror. Just fuck good enough so that the word on the street is a okay. Do not fuck around and do the extra moves. <laughs> the Mac attack. They can't handle it, Mac. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Don't start clinging to me, girl, cause I can't breathe. Baby, baby, don't get hooked on me. Uh, yeah, baby. I know this song. Baby, don't yeah. get so how much on. was that fucking, uh, uh, you've lost that love and feeling, the, the, yeah. the getting yeah. into it, and then the chorus itself. It's almost the same. I want to know who was relating to the lyrics of this song because right. it's a catchy chorus. Don't get me wrong. I get why you would be singing along with it in 19. It had been a catchy chorus for other acts. Yeah. 77. What Ever. is it? 72. 72. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I get why it's catchy, but like really women must've been fucking stupid to like this song because it just reduces them to this kind of like throwaway, you know, piece of garbage. And the, and what guy, you know, <laughs> driving around in a cab in in 1972 or or whatever 
you know, kind of non-rock star job was, was you know, dicking girls on a con- and, and fighting off women and telling them, hey, sorry, this is, don't get, you know what I mean? Like, who's relating to this? I don't get it. This is like a, a, a Mike Damone, like 15 years earlier, yeah. like Mike Damone's dad listening to this song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I woke up, I was in such a good mood. I, I screw so great. I screw <laughs> so great. So, suddenly you're Bruce Willis and Mike. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, baby, don't get hooked on me. <laughs> hey, baby, look, I was just going to have a good time. I don't know. I mean, it's, it, it, it is funny because I this is like women's lib is coming on, right? So, like, it's a very strange thing. Like, I, this is every it was every gal who didn't get Ms. Magazine was maybe down with it. And, like, it was only, like, a mild hit. So maybe not enough. Maybe women didn't want to hear it. By mild, what do you mean? Like, like I, it wasn't like a top, top 10, 10 hit. Yeah. Oh. Well, I, I could have sworn this was a bigger song. It was a it was a big song. I mean, we know it. Everyone in this room knows it. Yeah, but yeah. It, but it was not. I don't know that it it was it was considered a hit. Yes, it just didn't set the world on fire for it, Mac. It was no watching Scotty grow. There's no watching. No. Look, it's come no. on, <laughs> Yeah, it was the number eight song. So top ten, dude. Top 10. That's a that's a fucking monster hit. Yeah, yeah, it's top ten. Yeah, he's Mac Davis. God damn it! Wait, of course it's Mac. <laughs> <laughs> it was also featured on the Muppet Show at one point. Wow. Yeah, uh, other people did it. Like Rascal Flatts did it in two thousand and nine. So like, it existed. Liza Minnelli did it the next year in nineteen seventy three. Jeez, and someone named Blaine Larson did it on his album "Rockin' You Tonight." <laughs> Fuck <laughs> yeah, two thousand six. Goddamn right he did. <laughs> wow, no one named Blaine is gonna rock anybody tonight. Yeah. <laughs> It All did, right, Blaine, take it easy. It occurred to me in the in the conversation. It's it's the it's the cliche mo- movie conversation where the girl Matt's letting her, or Max letting her down easily, easy, and she's uh and she's crying and going, "Well, I I understand, but I hope you know you you've ruined me for other men." <laughs> and, yeah. and, and and he said he just, "You'll find somebody, baby, someone better than me. I mean, not in that way, but you'll find somebody that's good for you." <laughs> he looks over her shoulder in his into his reflection in the mirror. And he goes, "No, she won't." <laughs> she fucking never will look at you look at you you're a bastard you ruined me for other men <laughs> when this was on the muppet show did mac davis sing it to miss piggy you know that he did no you know that he did yeah of course he, he had to he, right that's, it was the only way it was like yeah. there, there, it, the scene started with her with her chasing kermit around and mm-hmm. mac intervened and you know let me let me handle this kermit <laughs> I like to imagine that when Mac looks at himself in the mirror and he's he's trying to decide like what kind of evening it is. Is it a two button down? Is it a three button down? Is it a four button down? <laughs> and 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 when he's out, he's like a three button down night. And then he's about to turn and walk away from the mirror. And then he goes, "Nah." And he turns back, and looks at himself. He goes, "I got to go for the home run. Gotta go. <laughs> One more down. Four, four. It's a four bagger. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go for the quad." <laughs> He doesn't. Yeah. He gets to the point where he's like, "I don't even want to have these other buttons. Why do I even have these buttons?" All right. Um, so here we More go. Mac. We're, we're in the middle of the chorus, I guess. Here we go. Baby, baby, don't get hooked on me. Cause I'll just use you, then I'll set you free. <laughs> well, he's being honest. Yeah, I mean, right. I, you know, the guy's got all his cards in the table. I mean, you know, all of them. <laughs> And maybe his schwanz as well is on the table. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just use you, and then I'll set you free. The the uh, beautiful irony going. Now, the same 
person, the same woman who who posted this and spelled your wrong. Her background <laughs> of the lyrics video is this very romantic, like moon rising in the background, and this couple yeah. kind of embracing each other uh, next to a lake. And, they have like and, jewelry like, and stuff. Like he's not giving anybody any jewelry. That's just like a fucking cock ring. Not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> Cockring jewelry? <laughs> if you wear it right. If you wear it right. <laughs> but but the the lyric you're seeing over this beautiful romantic picture is then I'll use you and set you free. <laughs> I mean, how, what a nimrod this chick is. The, the the girl who posted the video. Jesus. And the girl who hooked up with Mac. You know. And geez, and just from a, a songwriting standpoint. And Scotty's mom. <laughs> <laughs> does anyone does anyone got the red pen and go do, do we have a better word than use you is there, exactly. i mean really does someone go you know is there another thing we can say that's a you just say i'll just love you and set you free yeah. no thank no you. where was thank you yeah no i want to let him just, know i want to let yeah. him know see the problem is i fuck so great that i gotta be cold-hearted <laughs> oh i have God. to be Matt, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so then it begs the question, and I do this a lot when I'm analyzing these songs, and uh, you know, it's actually going to come into play uh, in my sorbet tease. Uh, is is giving these guys more credit as songwriters? So right. was Mac in character saying this guy's a real dick, and I'm gonna u- I'm gonna keep that line "use you" in here, and you know, wow. what? Mm-hmm. But I don't think people did he think that? I, I don't know. It seems unlikely. I think he was look just at a any dick. picture of Mac Davis. Yeah. And, and then yeah, ask that question again. Like, my name yeah. was Steve, and he's not telling. He's like, he's Mac Davis in this. Yeah. <laughs> One of the problems with being Mac Davis is, is that you have to be a real cad to the ladies because they get too jammed up on you. Yeah. The other you thing is, uh, you can't find pants that fit because you know it's just too big. <laughs> the waist is not. <laughs> and Aaron, I don't know if you found it in your research, but uh, the original title was "Baby Don't Get Hooked on Mac." <laughs> That's right. So yeah. Demo. That was a demo. Yeah, that was a demo. <laughs> yeah, the producer raised his hand just like one. If I just have one note, He'll, baby, don't get hooked on Mac. He'll just use you and toss you back. <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact that was the original. <laughs> All right, here we go. By the way, there's girls singing in the background Ooh. who I'm pretty sure must have gotten hooked on Mac as well. I mean, how can you not? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they weren't leaving the studio. That was before lunch. Yeah, they didn't even wait till the session was over. They just like took took five and got hooked on <laughs> Mac, if you know what I mean. I do. <laughs> now there's pulsating hearts in this video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I, that, that, that drum thing we talked about in the beginning, it just, it, it, it's ruining this song for me. I can't, it's in my face all the, I can't. It's I really can't, present. Why did they do that? It's a lot it of just, presence in that, you, in that part. Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, it's just in there every time. I can't not think of it. It's just. I think that's the way Mac felt, feels about the, the young, the PYTs that won't, they can't let him alone. Like the drum. Like, yeah. Let, like like yeah. the floor tom on, on mm-hmm. the downbeats. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, you need to put something insistent in there, much like uh, the way uh, these broads do. The way the secretary pull, they uh, they they feel about me. They they won't let something me alone. Something insistent there, like an eighteen inch floor tom. <laughs> something is like the tax man. It's it's just relentless. They need it. <laughs> By the way, guys, I like how uh, Mac Davis sounds like Gene Simmons. 
<laughs> he, he does kind of right. I think he was more like a more of a good nature. It's my sloppy accents. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sliding scale. That's like Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons from Kiss. I'd like to invite you on the Kiss cruise. Get a Kiss coffin. <laughs> Uh, I like the line that's coming up uh, here. Uh, there's there's a, a beautiful, like, chef's kiss, four beautiful lines. One, two, three, four beautiful lines. And they're coming up right now. Yep. So it's like one line per button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Girl, you're a hot-blooded woman child. <laughs> did, you, did you get that, George? Woman child? Yeah, yeah girl. girl. You're a hot-blooded hot woman child. Blooded woman child. He got girl, woman, and child all in the same sentence. <laughs> like, like, like any serial rapist would. Yeah. <laughs> Coming to you from Statch Rape Records. Coming to you from Statch Rape Department. <laughs> All yeah, right. So that's line number one. Girl, you're a hot-blooded woman child. And here we go. Line two. All right, here we go. And it's warm where you're touching me. Oh. And it's warm where you're touching me. 1972, dude. Christ. Is it wet? <laughs> I don't think that you could show a guy and a gal in the same bed on television and he's talking about yeah. a fucking handy. Painting he's painting a visual picture, isn't he? Yeah. Okay, so that's line two. Do you guys remember in the in the Scotty <laughs> Scotty episode <laughs> where he's about to get it on with his lady friend and then Scotty needs a glass of water or something? <laughs> I think this is the conversation that's happening yeah. before Scotty goes, Dad. I'm thirsty. <laughs> Scotty, I'm in the middle of something. <laughs> really kind of busy right now, Scott. <laughs> buddy, pal. There's a, there's a glass in the dishwasher. <laughs> I'm begging you, buddy. Scotty, Who's drink out of the sink. Scott, Scotty, <laughs> I told you, I showed you how to turn on the faucet. Drink out of the sink. Scotty. Turn on the hose. Scotty, you had water last week. <laughs> Scotty, I left a half-finished beer next to the lamp. Just drink the beer. <laughs> Scotty, drink the beer. It's okay. Hold, hold your nose. Hold your nose and drink it. <laughs> it's a lining kugel. What are you crying about? There's, there's a, there's a, I love, I can see the, the, the open schlitz next to the, like, you know, cork lamp. You know what? <laughs> the cork lamp. It's warm. The big wide warm. base cork lamp. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's terrible, Damon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. It's warm where you're touching me. Here we go. But I can tell by your trembling smile. Oh, she's enjoying what what mm -hmm. what's going on, right? Yeah, no, she's she's into it. Well, I mean. Yes, she is, but like it wouldn't make any difference with Mac. I'm just saying. Is trembling smile defined in the next line, or is do we have to? Is, is like no. Well, it's in a way, yeah, because she's she's got designs on him that go beyond the the handy. I think she's and, getting and, emotional. You know, yeah, 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 which is what the next line is, which is a hardcore line too. So okay, enjoy. Here we go. Let's go. You're seeing way too much in me. 
that's expected. Okay. Yeah, well, but she's like, she's like, I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing, like, I'm, you're seeing a husband, you're seeing a da 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 da. I'm just looking for a handy in the back of the Oldsmobile. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mac. Here we go. <laughs> Did you get that, George? What's the last part? I, I'll just leave you and um, I can't take no clinging vine. Oh Jesus! Okay, <laughs> wow, that's not what I would have thought that said. Yeah, now she's a garden pest. It's just right, like <laughs> yeah. He's just like, hey, don't, 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 and he's not. It's not even, hey, you don't want to be involved with a guy like me. Yeah, it's not even that of like, no. look, I'm bad. I'm just gonna be bad to you. I don't, don't. It's, it's just, hey, look, I don't, I don't. Uh, don't cling, okay? Just. I like that he's just sort of saying, "I'm just not interested." Yeah, just yeah. It's I'm not, not, you know, it's not like, who I, I am. It's yeah, like, I'm not interested in that. What's funny, George, is he's saying the exact opposite. He's not saying you don't want to get involved with a guy like me. He's saying I don't want to get involved with a girl like you, <laughs> right? Or any girls for, or any, for any length of time. I, I don't want to. Yeah, so like that is a good point. Like nowhere in this does he say that he's digging what's going on. <laughs> this whole song is about him going, "Oh, not this again." Yeah, it's a curse. Really, it's a curse. Yeah. Yeah. The only like nice thing he says is it's warm where you're touching me, but that's just a scientific temperature fact. <laughs> it's just good yeah. science. It's yeah. She's maybe had a lighter up to his nuts. Yeah. <laughs> he's not saying he's psyched about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just happening. Yeah. Right. It's the laws of <laughs> physics. That's right. All right. Here we go. I'll just use you, then I'll set you free. Baby, baby, don't get hooked on me. Baby, baby. Okay, then we're going back to the chorus. Yeah, this is really just these out, and he'll hit you with that one gnarly line again. The because uh, I'll just use you and set you free, <laughs> but like nothing else ever happens. And it, it didn't occur to me until George said what he just said. There is that it's really interesting because you would think. I'll bet you that a million people who've heard this song go, no, he's into it. No, he's not. No, no, he's, he's not. fucking not into it at all. Not just the obvious thing where he's like, I don't, I don't want to get mixed up with you because I don't want to cling in mine. There's no indication that he's fucking into fucking her. Yeah, right. Or anyone. Like I'll, I'll put a, a stop hassle for him. If you're gonna like have a trembling smile and you're gonna kind of like ask me questions about what does this mean, <laughs> I'm just not gonna fuck you at all. No. Yeah. Right, it's brutal. This yeah. is, it's almost like yeah, Aaron. You're right. Like the sentiment could have been, "Don't get hooked on me, because I'll get hooked on you." Right. Right. That that's it's like the uh, "Do you want to make love?" song, which everyone thought, right. "Oh, this is like a kind of a fun party, you know, sex song." Right. No, mm-hmm. it's it's a whole other layer of bullshit. That's this song as well. Right. The "Don't get hooked right. on me" that people pardon the pun, but a hook to people. They didn't really understand mm-hmm. what the hell this guy was saying. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's no joy. It's the curse of being Mac. It's like, uh, yeah. it's like, may you live in interesting times where you, you, you will, you're, you're the curses that you uh, are, are Mac in the sack. And, <laughs> and, but then, but then you, you can't just have a regular casual relationship with a gal, with a gal pal, because she's just going to need it right. too much. Everyone gets hooked on me. Yeah. yeah everyone. It. It's not that, he, he he can't fall in love, he can't. <laughs> right, because he doesn't respect them because they they they're so 
they have no thought process of their own because they're so sucked into max life sexually. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't get your what does he say? Don't get you don't get all tangled up in my life. Yeah, don't get your life tangled up in mine. Yeah, yeah don't. I don't need no clinging vine. That's right. I don't need no clinging vine. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, layers. Uh, so yeah, just says that, like the gnarliness of what he wrote uh, is is the thing that sort of gets me about this and 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 uh, how strange that time was truly. Uh, and so that's, that's what uh, stood out for me about this. So like, just put that in your brain. We don't have to listen to the end because it's pretty much happened already. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, there it is fucking Mac, the Mac attack. Yep. It just occurred to me that there's, there's a day where Mac puts on, um, I'm going to say like a, a Terry cloth, like, um, zip up, you know, top. And it's just amazing to him. He's like, Oh shit. No buttons like this would be. And he goes like a little down. He's like, here's one button zip. Here's yeah. two. He actually pulls out a ruler. Three. And then here's the whole thing. It's about my belly buttons. That's four. That's right here. And look how easy it is. It just goes right up and down. I can just right adjust it. Yeah. I guess he maybe probably didn't wear that much because he's like animal. And so like the zipper would be like dangerous on his hair, chest hair. Yeah. True. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be careful. Right out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. I mean, he, he's the type of guy like anyone, uh, in 1972, he was, you know, he rejected the technology at first, which was the zipper. And then he realized easier access. And then yeah. you know, comes right off. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, too easy, one, two, though. Three, four, five, all the way off. <laughs> <laughs> Unzip. Easy. Right. So, Mac all right, Davis. Mac Davis and. Uh, <laughs> by the way, the 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 screen. <laughs> sorry, this is a visual, but it's still funny. The screen that you know, because like YouTube videos will will just pick a random frame from the from the video, right? Yeah, and so this scene that it happened to, to stop on, which is the title screen of this video, is the lyric "Girl, you're a hot-blooded woman child." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! That's my favorite line. I uh, think. Yeah. Oh, it's rough. Nice. Yeah, and here's Mac. an idea, Mac. Um, how, how about date date some older ladies that have some more confidence and maybe won't get hooked on you? Yeah. How about yeah. that? Try someone who's 36, or you know, come on. What yeah, somebody's know? been with anyone before. Anyone else, yeah, <laughs> and, and can and and measure you against those guys. Well, you know what they say about divorcees? They're hot to trot. Hot to trot. Hot to yeah. They're hot to trot. Hot to trot. <laughs> She's a divorcee. She's hot to trot. <laughs> oh God, Mac. Oh, All right, so there you go. Thank you, Aaron. I really appreciate the torture. And let's move on, George. Do you have any uh, yarns to spin about this next song coming up? Well, I'm I'm uh, based on Aaron's uh, Aaron's uh, pick here. I'm I'm forced to uh, say that we that it's going to feel like it, but we did not we did not coordinate this other than the years. Um, and this is just going to be um, this is this is a, the theme of the show. It's Coxman. There's just no doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I, you know, I'll just I'm gonna give you this title. It's uh, first. It's by the band Jackal. Oh boy! Okay, and I'm just and I'm just gonna. This is perhaps the 1992 version of what Mac was doing, and this song is just called "She Loves My Cock." (laughs) Jesus, yeah. Is is this sort uh, of a double entendre about a a a rooster or something? uh, You know, you you'll be able to hear that they are they're definitely trying for a big balls kind of thing. Yeah, but there's no clever lyrics. It's just straight up. She likes my cock. There's no there's nothing about a rooster. There's nothing about anything. Or she Um, likes like tennis whites, like the cock sportif. Nope, nope. (laughs) It's 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 just she likes my cock. His actual cock. There's no 
You're so right, <laughs> George. Is... If this if this was 1972, Mac Davis would have called that song "She Loves My Cock." <laughs> my cock. He just right. couldn't, so he had to come up with "Don't Get Hooked on Me." She's too right. torqued on my rod. <laughs> <laughs> so. Here comes, uh, go ahead and, and roll it. I'm going to send you guys the lyrics right now. Oh, boy. Uh, enjoy them, and uh, then I'll give you a little backstory. Aren't you glad you tuned in, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> it's all cock all the time on Aaron Logan. It's all cock all the time on Aaron Logan. <laughs> Don't get hooked on my cock. <laughs> or guy, specifically guys who are really jazzed about their cock. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen any evidence of, of gals agreeing. Yep. Here we go. God, I smell one four five. I smell <laughs> You're it. Gonna get it. <laughs> oh boy. Did you say this was nineteen ninety two? Yes, sir. <laughs> People are still writing songs like this in 1992, huh? Uh, I'll tell you, Jesse James Dupree was. <laughs> oh, boy. <sighs> okay, here we go. Yeah, they're totally going for AZDZ. Yes, they are. But it, there's no cleverness in this at all. Yeah. <laughs> Was this band, did they wear AZDZ on their sleeve or are they trying to slip this one by everyone? Nah, they, I guess they kind of did. You, you guys might I, you guys might know them um, and I almost used this song instead. The only thing they're really famous for is they're the guys that did the Lumberjack song where he played a chainsaw. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, yeah. I heard that episode. Uh, uh, Pot of Thunder did that song. Yeah, and it's a and it's a chainsaw. So that's really what they're famous for is is that song. And I put famous in quotes, but that's the known song they did. And and actually, uh, Mr. Kickass, we covered. There's they have a song called uh, "Down on Me" that we covered in in the live show. So you know, I I can't pretend. That's I, not I'm when not, I was in the band. It was not when <laughs> <laughs> we were going to do. She loves my cock, but you know, <laughs> nobody asked me about that one. So please continue with uh, with more jackal. Okay. <laughs> This is so fucking you know where this stupid. is going. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, what a no one took this guy aside and said, "Man, you don't, you haven't written any good lyrics. There's no melody to speak of. It's the most cliché rip guitar riff ever." And then it's about your cock. Okay. Dick. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll give the I'll give you some background on that. Let's listen a little more. Okay. Yeah, cuz we I think we're coming up on the payoff here. Yes. <laughs> Ah, 
God, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, this is totally trying to be big balls. I mean, they, zero yeah. the charm of of uh, of uh, geez, why am I not thinking of his name? Bon Scott. Bon Scott, bon Scott and yeah. and uh, and like the backup vocals of ACDC guys and right. everything. Like, it's not even fucking close. No, it's just and, there, and there's no and wait, it gets worse. It gets really, really abusive yeah. in a little bit. Right, did you really. want to say something now, or should I keep going? Oh, uh, no, I'll, we'll hear a little more on that. I'll tell you about what they did with this. And, go ahead. Yeah. George's next statement is going to be more meaningful when we hear him say, she loves my cock four more times. <laughs> it will. Yeah. All right, here we go. Loves my cock, loves my cock. There ain't no need to change it. That's just the way it is. She got to find a bigger jerk. She got to have his deal. <laughs> You know, this it, when was the uh two live crew controversy going on? Was that around ninety two like this one? It was in the eighties, wasn't it? In late eighties, it feels like Okay. Yeah, I right. just feel like this guy is desperately trying to make news. So he's in back before the internet, he's trying to go viral with this song. Jesse James is very entrepreneurial. Like now he's got like he really still works this and you know has a has a bourbon and a hot sauce and you know, he has a TV show called Full Throttle. Where he has a bar in Sturgis, and he's working that all the time. Of course he and, does. But, <laughs> so, but this song specifically. So this is from their uh, eponymous uh, debut, which, by the way, oddly was on Geffen Records. And back then, you guys know that this this wasn't the sort of band that would be on Geffen. Like this would more be like a band that should be on Epic or maybe MCA or something like that. And um. So this record comes out, uh, and just like Spinal Tap, uh, Kmart refuses to handle the album because of She Loves My Cock. <laughs> Kmart refuses to stock this record just because of this song. And there's other songs on it. This isn't even well, the one that would be a single. They got what they wanted, what? a controversy. Like, no no one was going to buy this album if Kmart just kept their fucking mouths <laughs> shut. You know what I mean? Like, who, no kid gives a shit about, in 1992, a, a guy saying she loves my cock. You know what I mean? So and so they went to a Kmart in Georgia and played a concert in the parking lot and record not didn't record a video for She Loves My Cock, but for a different song. And that was the video for a different song. <laughs> well, he's Just working Christ. it. I'll give him that. But it's just it's yeah. dumb, you know, really dumb. Maybe the dumbest thing we've ever seen on <laughs> this show. Because <laughs> it's so transparent. You know exactly what he's up to. Like, uh, how old was I in 1992? I don't know. I was 20. I was 25. Yeah, so I was in my or, early 20s. And yeah. like, there's nothing titillating about this. It's just, you, even back then, I would be having the same response. Like, dude, shut up. It's not funny. <laughs> it's not a clever marketing scheme. Talking about jizz and stuff. What a, fuck <laughs> off. God. What a it's dick. almost just too gnarly. Like, I remember being like, oh, Jesus. Like, when, in the, when the first NWA record came out. Yeah, right. I remember hearing that for the first time going, oh my God. And like, I was, I fucking cuss a lot. And, and even then it was like a lot. And, and even to me though, it was just weird to hear it on record, like a professional record. Somebody made this and this is this thing you can buy. But like, that was way clever, especially compared to this. I guess anything oh, yeah. is, but like, this is just dumb. And the uh, hyperbole of, of NWA was there, there was a, there was a humor to that really. Yeah. I mean, then they, yeah. they were trying to be funny. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And this, I guess, is maybe the, you could argue that that's that these guys thought this was funny. Maybe, I yeah. guess. But like, well, it's there's also there's also a fine line. I guess there, it, it still exists. I don't know that there's a fine line of when you start using cuss words in a song right. that it becomes 
not really a professional song anymore. I don't like to it do that at all. I don't like, like a to do novelty it at song all. or something. It just yeah. doesn't. It's yeah, not my that, thing. I never would do it. I never yeah, would do it. That's what the feeling of this is that, that it, you know, saying balls is one thing, you know, right. like, like ACDC did, but then just saying she loves my cock. <laughs> <laughs> and jizz. What fucking asshole says oh, oh, jizz <laughs> on, a, on a professional record release? I know. Well, <laughs> yeah. For Geffen, I don't. So, uh, so let let it go a little more because the next verse is worse. Oh, God. God damn and, it! Sorry, George. I'll play in a second. But I'm just thinking, like, what's this guy's name? Dizzy Lee Johnson or what? <laughs> Jesse James Dupree. Jesse James Dupree. <laughs> like, imagine like he's pl- like you happen to know him, right? And he's playing you his new album, dude. Right. The new. Yeah, I got a pressing of the new album, and he's he's playing the song for you, like the jizz and she loves my cock, and and you're you're listening with this kind of you know hopefully like just mask over your face and he's nodding at you like laughing going right right huh? looking right. for a reaction from you god that would be mortifying and they still play it there's there's stuff on youtube where they're playing it in clubs like you know i don't know three years ago jackal <laughs> is somebody's band too meaning like the, as a fan from a fan perspective and that's you know yeah yeah there's oh, not yeah. a single band out there that that's not true about, but this one makes the most strange amount. I'm of- going to do it, guys. I'm going to scroll down and look at the comments. I got to see. <laughs> oh, our comments. Oh, there's zero comments, and it's not turned off. <laughs> wow, that's a that's a big surprise. I can't uh, believe that. All right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Like, see, the th- no one gives a fuck. No one gives a fuck about this <laughs> stupid song to the point where. It's had almost 6,000 views, and not one person thought to comment. That's how fucking lame this song is. Like, Bon Scott would never say the, the calling a chick a whore, like, all that stuff. Like, I'm yeah. sure he's racy as anyone in person, but, like, you're forced to be clever. It's so dumb, and, it's like, it's it's lazy, and it's juvenile, and it's, and it's, and it's not funny. And, like, and the fan base, who the fuck is the fan base? Is it, like, he's marketing to Clem, and Clem doesn't fucking want to hear it. <laughs> Clem glebs and tells him to fucking... Well, I, excuse me, Jesse. I have a sister. <laughs> right, right. And a mama. <laughs> exactly. Shame on you. And fuck you too, Mac Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Button up your shirt. Yeah, well, it's, it's Sunday. <laughs> I believe sex should be between two people who love each other. <laughs> That's the way it was with my mama and my pappy. <laughs> and they were related. I love the fact that, that I... Invented Clem Clemson, and I can't even do an impression of him. <laughs> Thank you. It's an iffy, iffy show for uh, impressions. Yeah, yeah. All the way around. <laughs> we're great at everything else. Not, but we're not Rich Halls. Yeah. <laughs> no Rich Hall. You are no Rich Hall. <laughs> Except for my Bruce Willis. Except for that. Which is spot on. Which is spot on. <laughs> uh, the worst. Uh, ri- do you mean Rich Little? What did I say? Rich Hall? Rich Hall. Rich Hall. Rich Hall. Sorry, Rich Little. Right. I don't even Hall. know the name. Rich Hall was a guy on the, what was the Sniglets and the, mm-hmm. whatever. Oh, on, yeah. on Saturday Night Live, right? Wasn't that him or something? <laughs> not necessarily the news or one of those. Yeah. By the way, we're not Rich Halls either. We're no. Rich Halls yeah. either. Look it up. Yeah. It's true. All those, all these fucking ladies who are, who used to be listeners had to listen to our fucking prog rock band creation. Uh, <laughs> right. We lost 40% of them then. Then Mac Davis being a some bitch. That's another fucking 25%. And now they're all gone. There's none. Now not the one maker of she loves yeah. my God. Yeah. Not one chick, not one chick. <laughs> and the one chick who was left was the only person who was defending is all the other chicks were going away. No, no, no. They're funny. <laughs> <laughs> they're no rich little, but they're still pretty good. <laughs> 
All right, here we go. George, is there some point where we can cut this fucking thing off? Because we're at about 140 with a four-minute song. I'm not saying now, but, you know. Yeah, the next, yeah, there is a time where it just gets into the Loves My Cock okay. stuff. But keep going. We have one right. more verse. There's so much. There's so it's so close in in delivery and riff to uh, fight for your right to party. Uh, it really is that that, too. that like yeah. I'm sure that the Beasties were like I don't even want to see this person again. So fuck it, I'm not going to court. I'm not because we'd have to go and look at him. <laughs> I'm not fucking going. And, there. and again, give them fuck it, take it, give them more free publicities, which is what they exactly. want from this song. Yeah, You're like fuck it. And he he really dips into Bond in that one word. Of course, yeah. Yeah, he almost he's almost doing it like uh, you know, my balls are always bouncing and my balls are always he's doing yeah. that almost right on. Yeah. With none of the charm you just had, George. With none. With yeah. zero of the of the of the wink and the funny. Yeah. The, I'm you know, talking about the, the charm you just had, George. It, Not even Bond. What? You, what you just did, your delivery of Bond's delivery, <laughs> yeah. was better than Jackal's <laughs> delivery. <laughs> Uh, and I would like to, I'm, I'm not going to do this, but I, I feel like I want to go find them playing this live somewhere. Cause there's gotta be live footage of them doing it. And there's gotta be some oh, dickheads yeah. in the audience, like pumping their fists saying loves my cock. Right. Oh no. They, she, he, they sing it with them. He'll, he'll stop and goes, he'll go, well, a lawyer and a jock. What? And he puts his ear, you know, and then everybody goes, loves my cock. You've seen, so you've seen that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're like, even this is just a video from like three years ago of them at a club. And he's like 60 years old now. Jesse James Dupree. Mm. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, one more okay. line. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. You, you can almost you can almost hear him like done dirt cheap, yeah. right? It's like the <laughs> yeah. This is uh, yeah. so then it just goes in. I love my cock after that, right? Or she loves my uh, cock. There might be a good. I believe there's a guitar solo as well. Yes. Do we need to hear that? <laughs> is there a chainsaw solo? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, there, no, that's a different song. That's a. By the way, I'm just going to tell you right now that, that, that like I, a leaf I, blower I, I, solo. We, or? We, 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 we've mentioned we've mentioned we've mentioned lumberjacks and we can't use it, but that's where my journey started with this. And I will tell you that this song is one of them. But there's the jackal bag is deep. <laughs> the jackal sack. Maybe more ja- the jackal sack is is deep. There's, a, there's another one in here that's whoa. Oh boy. <sighs> so anyway, give me a little more. Loves my cock. Oh, you want more. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit more. Yeah, sure. <laughs> George legit likes no, it. You want more because you don't get hooked on it, okay? <laughs> Is this a coffee bean grinder solo? <laughs> no? It's a magic bullet solo. <laughs> Just, you take the magic <laughs> All right, here we go.
Okay, so what are we? Is that was it? I mean, we're just waiting for "Loves My Cock." You don't oh. have to listen to this, yeah. okay? <laughs> the rest of it's just "Loves My Cock." All three of my dogs could do a better guitar solo or better guitar line than what just happened. Yeah, and they don't have thumbs. No, they don't. That's an excellent point, George. <laughs> Hard so for them to hold, hold a neck. guitar and neck anyway. You have to have a thumb for that. You know? I mean, sure, they got a dew claw. Yeah, they got a dew claw. <laughs> That gives them a slight advantage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll admit it. Oh, I have a, I have one more bit of information for you guys that I was absolutely blown away by where I thought it was the wrong thing. Please. So this record this record was produced by Brendan O'Brien. Oh. If you, if you don't know who he is, like He's, he did all per, kinds of Pearl great Jam shit. 10. He did all the STP he did Pearl shit. Jam 10, he, all the Pearl Jam records. He did all the latest Bruce Springsteen records. Yeah. Won Grammys. He started as a mixer. He did Audio Slave. I mean, his his list of of records is deep. And this is, I think, the second record he did because he got he became he he rose to fame because he mixed um, Shake Your Money Maker, the Black Crows record, and he did and they did it for real cheap, and that's how he got. And but he he did this record. And you're looking at his credits. I thought it was wrong. I'm like, huh, I know that name, Brendan O'Brien. I thought he'd done a U2 record, but I don't think he did. And I'm like, wow! He did a lot of great records. He, this is where he's he a well-respected guy, like in the industry. Yeah. Yeah, and it was funny. Yeah, I yeah. swear, I when the song first started, <laughs> I I went. I was thinking to myself, like, what rock music was going on at the time in like the early '90s? And the first thing that popped into my head was the Black Crows. And I yeah. thought, you know, I, I'm not going to give these these idiots the credit that they're that they sound like the Black Crows, but maybe there's something in the production that kind of triggered that thought, you know. Well, yeah, and, and well, the other thing, well, because well, they uh, Jesse James obviously Dupree with his the vibe they have, they traffic in the Southern Rock area, you know, bikers, more of mm-hmm. that. That that's their image is is that, and uh, yeah, so so maybe I I uh, I don't know. I was just blown away that that Brendan O'Brien did Thank this you. record, but everyone's got to start. Yeah, I bet he'd right like now. you to to not broadcast that. <laughs> <laughs> He also did Bruce Springsteen's The Rising, which he won a Grammy yeah. for. It's like it's so different, you know, but I guess it's all just, you know, him mixing things. But it, I just think of him sitting in the studio and these guys are doing, okay, so we're, guys, let's roll uh, Loves My Cock take two. <laughs> um, like just, he's like, and they insisted keeping on the record so they could get the parental advisory, you know, parental advisory uh, sticker and all that, which meant more sales than, and, and I think that, 92 was, you know, that's the, that's the year of Nevermind and all. There was Nevermind 91, maybe. But anyway, it's, this is, when we talk about Cherry Pie and that being, you know, where things had gone too far, that was 89. Like, this is where it's gone in extra. I remember in 92 feeling that way where it just, it was over. It was, everything was over as far as hair bands went. It was just finished. You realize that we, a lot of the songs that we come across, George, are always, you always saying that. There certainly are yeah, a lot I, of songs where they oh, yeah. went too far. Went too far. Oh, they were, yeah. That's by, like by 15 this time, songs. 89 on, yeah. yeah. It's about where it went too far. Yeah. Oh, so depressing. Well, in Damon's, in Damon's standing theory about the ladies. Right. Beget this. Yes. And this was the year Bill Clinton was elected and Republicans were out. It was a change for yeah. all of us. I did not play the Jackal record. I'm not playing the Jackal record. She does not love my cock. I'll tell you something. She does love my cock, though. <laughs> Lingerie. Mac Davis is a friend and a supporter. <laughs> I didn't want Al Gore. And so, and so is uh, Jesse James Dupree. <laughs> Secretary of the Treasury. That was not my jizz on the blue dress. 
It's not my jizz he's talking about. <laughs> my my schwanz is uh, of course uh, curved like a hockey stick, as uh, as Miss Lewinsky did did testify. <laughs> Our impressions just keep getting better and better. That's right. Yeah. So uh, there's loves my cock yeah. Flag. I have I have a decision to make, huh. and I have a decision to uh, unholster here. Okay. Like your this cock. and and this, you know, it's it seems to be like low hanging fruit to just play a, a hard rock song for Damon and then you you know get his get his ire up, and oh, yeah. and that's not is what's going on here. It's and I feel I feel like Aaron feels the same way as I do. These fucking guys jackal, you know. There's it's just not funny. It's not clever, and it's infuriating that this guy was able to milk a career out of this. You know, I want right. him to be the guy that like gets gets a knock on the door, you know, in two thousand five, and he's just like working, you know, running a, a forklift at, at at Home Depot or something, and they go poorly, poorly running a forklift. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and weren't you in Jackal? And he's like, yeah, well, you know, we're from VH1, and we want to do a reunion, you know, one of those kind of shows. I'd be kind of okay with that because I needed society. But the fact that he's actually has a continuing career with this bullshit. It's just it's just aggravating me so much. I hate this guy. I hate Jackal. I hate the song. I mean, Matt Davis. His hot sauce. Yeah, Mac Davis is is a is a uh, you know that a cre- it's, he's a creepy dude. He writes creepy songs. It turns out I didn't know that he was such a weirdo with Scotty and and don't get hooked on me. And I mean, it's, it almost sounds like he's worth exploring more of his catalog for more torture songs. But you know. Mac Davis could write melodies, you know, so there's right, e- right. at least that you could give him. But this fucking song, Jackal, there's no melody. It's, it's stupid lyrics. I don't know. I mean, it's just I, I don't I don't think I think it's a clear cut winner this week. And it's and it's Jackal and my cock are here. So <laughs> here we go. The winner takes it all. Do it, George, do it. Doing it. <laughs> well, I guess that's why the show was invented to infuriate Damon. But uh, <laughs> like the uh, the idea that this is exactly what happens. Like um, I guarantee you, Jesse James Dupree now lives in like you know a place like you know, somewhere in Tennessee or something or somewhere in the South like that. And you know, in, in a, it, he has a huge property and a big giant house. And you know he has a he has his own signature bourbon. He has the he has the uh, he has the hot sauce, and he's got the all. Yeah, stuff. he's on the he's on the and, phone and someone, making deals and stuff. That's so- yeah, and, yeah, and some and someone walks in and goes, "Uh, how did you how did you get all this?" And he goes, "Yeah, I just built this empire on a uh, on a chainsaw in my cock. <laughs> <laughs> Whole thing yeah. building a chainsaw in my cock. Everybody, <laughs> believe it or not, like you said, you were so infuriated, he built a career." On a chainsaw yeah, right. cock. And then his, his, his follow-up joke is, but never together, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, once bourbon. <laughs> Jesse James signature bourbon. Uh, Spiced rum. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> I was at the beginning of this, but Aaron's song was too good. I was going to say, like, this might be the first song in history of the of the show where I don't think I need to play it. I'm just going to tell you the title, and I think it'll be enough. <laughs> yeah, George would just say, she loves my act. The winner takes it all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I need to play this. Uh, it is, if you're thinking anything's clever in here, just it's not. It's just you're going to get madder. So just... <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Torture Chamber. 
you guys have like pulled me up by my by my ears out of the torture chamber once again <laughs> to go let's see what uh if Majel can soothe us with her dulcet tones. Sorbet. A warm bath. I think I need a bath. I, I do feel gross after those two songs. Well, after the Coxman yeah. episode we just put on. <laughs> it's a cavalcade of cocks. <laughs> it's one of those baths that like, you have to shower afterwards. You know, there's just so much <laughs> yes, yeah, cock residue yeah. left on you that you have to like shower. <laughs> and even then you just don't cock feel res- right. All right, so I, I have a sorbet for you, lads. And believe it or not, I believe this ties into the Coxman theme. I was going to say, it's not about Cox. Well, here's, what, here's what happens in this song. Not unlike one of our favorite, uh, you know, sorbets of all time, which was uh, uh, Baby, Can I Change My Mind by Tyrone Davis. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and Tyrone came from that position of, oh, shit, she's not, she, she's standing firm. She's let me leave, right? Well, this is a song uh, from 1972, and a little little parenthetical thought here. I've been merciful not playing you guys some of my my little acoustic ditties so far. Like you guys haven't had to listen to any Donovan or anything. I've been very conscious (laughs) of the fact that like it's not necessarily a sorbet for you guys, but this isn't one of my acoustic ditties. It is a it is a two minute song, so it, it truly is a ditty. And uh, yeah. it's by a um... – Aaron, are you still with us? Yeah, okay. I'm here. <laughs> Two minutes, he's not think, Donovan. He's thinking about Mac Davis. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, you know I'm on the text exchange you're doing right now, right? Oh, yeah. I was, just, I was thinking my dog he's was texting. Coming. Aaron's busy. Okay, yeah. look, he's very busy. Do you want to wrap up business and, and uh, I'll come back no, later? No, Join the, rejoin the show, please. Joey's text was scintillating. Oh. <laughs> Joey is ruining the show, it turns out. <laughs> okay, so Aaron, did you hear anything I said? Yep, I was paying attention the whole time. Okay, so I this appreciate is, you're not playing Donovan. Are you going to graduate? <laughs> Do you care? Or? Um. Uh, this is a song from 1972. It's by a uh, singer named Colin Blunstone. Who's Colin Blunstone, you ask? Oh, nothing. He's yeah. just the lead singer of The Zombies. And you oh. know she's not there. You know Tell Her No. And of course you know Time of the Season. The mm-hmm. very, those yeah. are the uh, three most famous zombie songs. And it's his right. beautiful voice that are singing all of those songs. And this is uh, after the band split up. I'll tell you a little more about their split up and and uh, and that because it it sort of ties into this song. But um, so this is a song from his second solo album, 1972, uh, and it's called "How Wrong Can One Man Be." Here we go. Oh, you know what? You guys are going to get the lyrics as well, just because Aaron Aaron will give you another uh, text to read. Yay! <laughs> So you cannot pay attention. But guess what? You're going to have to pay attention because it's lyrics to my sorbet. Here we go. Funny how the only song I could ever write for you Is when you said you'd finally had enough Never thought you'd ever see it Never thought you could how wrong can one man ever be? 
So I interrupt it right there. He gets a pass for his first line about the song he's writing, because I'm pretty sure he's referring to the song he's singing. And I don't know, that's a bugaboo on Ear and Loathing. I'm giving him a pass. Especially for you. Especially for me. (laughs) But I'm giving him a pass for this one, okay? Okay. So second verse is where he it sort of turns into the uh, Tyrone Davis scenario. Even when you came around that last and final time I thought that I could kiss away your words But you dried your eyes and shook your head as I opened the door How wrong can one man ever be? I can relate to that line about Oh, I, I'll fix this. You know, we're in a relationship and right, some yeah. girl said she's going to break yeah. up with you or whatever it is. And you go, oh, I can fix this. You know, like you have the upper hand. And then she just, and the yes. fact that I love his little description of her um, drying her eyes and shaking her head and walking out the door. Like she's, she's resolved. And now he's singing about it later. Like yeah, she was, she meant it, you know? Yeah. She's already done the yeah. math that he typically has been able to fix it or work it out or say the thing that would make her go, oh, he's harmless or whatever, whatever. But she's done it this time. She's done the math this time. Sorry, guy. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So, do yeah. you guys recognize his voice from the zombie songs? I, I, uh, I, can't, yeah. If you hadn't mentioned, it, I would. This, this sounds so much like a like he sounds so much like Paul Simon to me. This sounds like a Simon and Garfunkel it, it, song. It's funny you say that, George, because I have in my notes he almost has an Art Garfunkel-y kind of like right. Wispy maybe voice. it's that. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's Art Garfunkel, but it sounds very much I mean, even in the way it's done. Yeah. If this, I don't know if this was a giant hit or not, but it would have been a giant hit if Paul Simon and our Garfunkel did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this next little section here, Aaron, is the uh, is the bridge, I guess you would call it. And I think you in particular will like the the kind of lift and then the turnaround back into the verse. You know, it's very mm-hmm. it's very crafted songwriting. The song was written by Colin, by the way. Okay, here yeah. we go. Into the bridge. How wrong can you be? How long does it take to see mistakes you have made? So farewell, goodbye now, you've broken away. For I feel we'll never ever meet again. And if I made mistakes, well, I hope you understood at least some. How wrong can one man ever be? I love that line. The uh, and if I made mistakes, well, I hope you understand at least understood at least some. <laughs> and yeah. and again, again, this is goes back to my earlier uh, comment about how this song ties into the Mac Davis song because, like, giving him more credit as a songwriter and and playing a character as opposed to maybe for all I know he was Colin's probably in his twenties when he wrote this, so he could have just been an immature guy thinking he's writing these emotional lyrics, but he's kind of like a dick. If you know, like I thought, uh, right. if I made mistakes, I hope he's never, he's not really admitting that there were mistakes or I'll try to change or anything. It's like, you need to understand the mistakes I made. Right. Well, she left. So something yeah. went wrong. <laughs> it's like the burdens on her to understand him and his faults. Right. Yeah. That's a big if that if says a lot, if I made mistakes, that's how you got to the, it's that word is how you got into this trouble in the first place. <laughs> Well, look, look, if you got, if you got your feelings hurt, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. What, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm crying and mad at you. My feelings are hurt. Not if. <laughs> so, uh, cause this song is, is like, you know, running, coming down the, uh, the, 
the home stretch here because it's very short. Yeah. But uh, yeah. so I'll tell you a little bit more about the album was called Ennismore, which is a very British <laughs> name for an album. And it was produced by his old zombie uh, bandmates, Rod Argent and Chris White. And this was, you know, from what I remember, I, pr- I should, probably should have looked this up, but I was kind of strapped for time. But I do remember something about how the zombies uh, had some hits, you know, like I said, Tell Her No and uh, She's Not There, which is an even bigger hit. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, they just couldn't keep up with all with all the other bands and everything. And they just kind of like, they, they did their final album, which was their fucking masterpiece. It's called Odyssey and Oracle. And it's about as great of a, like a kind of a Baroque psychedelic folk weird album that you could ever want to hear from any band of that era by the time that album came out the zombies had already broken up and then they, they had a hit with time of the season off that album and so oh, wow. and, and it they just it just sort of fizzled out after that and What's then that other fucking song good morning baby a cell cell number 44 yeah yeah yes exactly song fucking rules yeah that's that's the first i believe the first song on the album i love it yep and the whole album is that good by the way but um, so Colin was, I don't know if he was getting like, he went back to school to get his degree or something, or I don't remember what it was, but Rod Argent, who is just also a very underrated uh, keyboardist and songwriter, said, man, your voice is too great to not be singing. And so he kind of coaxed him out of his music retirement. And, and so Rod Argent and Chris White, the bass player of the Zombies, produced uh, a couple of these Colin Blundstone albums. Because they were all very still close friends. They they didn't. It wasn't acrimonious split. It was basically like you guys. We can't do this anymore. We we can't afford to to live on no zombie money. You know. So uh, the backup band in this is is obviously Rod Argent and uh, Chris White is not playing bass, but uh, it's basically the band Argent that that Ar- Rod Argent was putting together, and and right. one of whom is the George will like this connection was Russ Ballard. Who, there's a Kiss right. connection there. Okay. Who he was in Argent with, uh, and the singer of Argent with Rod Argent, and uh, he wrote "New York Groove" and "God Gave Rock and Roll to You," which are kind of famous Kiss-related songs. Yes, they are. And uh, so, yeah, so th- this is uh, Rod Argent trying to help his buddy out uh, by producing the song, and uh, I I think they did a fantastic job. But it's too bad no one's ever heard this song or any of Colin's solo stuff because not only does he have a great voice, but the songs are fantastic. I was having a hard time picking one actually, so this is the one I landed on. And uh, let's get into the the Aaron. They're gonna hit that bridge again. I hope you like it. It's really cool. All right, here it comes. How long can you be? How long does it take to see mistakes? there you go how wrong can one man be by colin blundstone 1972 it's fucking rad oh. there's so much there's so much of uh, like it really sounds like uh, music. You when I say commercial music, I mean songs that would that are in commercials now. Like that could be for like, you know, it's it's, it's like a wispy, acoustic, pretty voiced man singing. It would be in a Subaru commercial or yeah. like you know, you're so right because yeah, or something, yeah. you know. Yeah, Agreed. and he almost invented that sound. No, sure. Yeah, I was guessing. There's like, gosh, it was so long ago. 
And it's very specific, that kind of sound. And this is like that sound. The, Aaron, the only thing missing from, from, uh, from this song to make it be a modern day commercial is a ukulele. I was about to say, ukulele. <laughs> you're about, you're right, you're right. I was trying to put my finger on it, and that's what it is. I was feeling like, uh, like a commercial or like it was, this evokes a lot of uh, visuals, even though it's not, it is specific, but there's no, it's a lot of just regular words in it. No big words, no big thoughts. It's, but there's a lot, it's, it's, I was surprised how visually it made me feel. Yeah. And so, I have a, a little, I went to go see because Rod Argent and and Colin Blunstone would go out quite a bit as a duo and do a bunch of songs off of uh, Odyssey and Oracle and then other zombie songs or and Argent songs and stuff and and uh, to do Q and As and then they also occasionally would get together with a lot of the original if not the entire original zombies and do the entire Odyssey and Oracle albums and I've seen pro- I've seen them probably half a dozen times doing in those scenarios and the one time I was at I, McCabe's is that guitar shop out in. West LA, right? So it was yeah, just yeah. Rod and, and Colin doing uh, a little kind of like Q and A and playing some songs, and it was it was really nice. But before the show, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the restroom like all the way upstairs? Do, do you guys even know? I, I'm pretty sure that's what our, where I was headed. I was going upstairs uh, to to the restroom because yeah. for people who don't know, McCabe's Guitar Shop is a literal guitar shop, but they also have a like uh, I think lesson rooms upstairs, and then there's a big kind of like performance facility uh, attached as well. As I recall, right. So I was uh, running upstairs to to hit the the men's room before the uh, the show started, and I guess they just uh, put the musicians' green room in those in the in the lesson rooms because who comes walking out of of one of the rooms as I'm heading to the bathroom but Colin Blunstone? <laughs> like there's no separation between celebrity and fan. And so no. we just pass in the hall and he looks at me and and exactly how you want someone you admire to be. He gave me this genuine smile and said, "Hello." <laughs> as I walked past him, I said, "Hi." Right. And then I you know, I didn't want to bug him or anything, you know, cuz he was probably prepping yeah. for the show, but he so he seems like a very sweet guy on stage when you watch him perform. Uh, and then I had that one very brief interaction with him, which was very nice. So I w- I'm happy to report that he seems like a really cool guy. I can't help but I'm, I'm thinking about him in this voice doing an acoustic version of She Loves My Cock. I can't help but I can't. <laughs> How horrible that would be. Yeah, that accent saying jizz would just be <laughs> something special. <laughs> I think that... I think that uh... He would he would deem it untoward and and just not say that. Yeah, <laughs> does that say jizz? Can I say secret sauce? <laughs> Can I say stuff? Is that the stuff? Would be all right if I said stuff. What's the name of our band again? Handy wipe. Hammer mill. Ha- Hammer mill. Hammer mill. <laughs> Hammer mill. Have you heard Hammer Mill? <laughs> Quite an interesting record about a dust bowl. <laughs> All right, guys. So I believe that uh, checks all the boxes for this episode 31 of Ear and Loathing. It does. It's a raunchy episode. It's a, it's the, yeah. it is prog rock coxman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was dong central. <laughs> dong centric. Centric. Yes. It's raunch rich. <laughs> <laughs> raunch rich little. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I guess we, you know, despite the fact that we just, uh, had a bunch of cocks rubbed up against our foreheads, uh, <laughs> we remain the Gitmo bros Gross. and, uh, nothing can stop us, even cocks from being the number one rockers forever. Nope. That's right. 
And I guess we will see you guys next week for episode 32, which is Oh Nothing, a special episode. That's all I'm going to say. Ding, 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 ding. So uh, let's bid adieu to Magitmo Bro Pals and go to earandloathing.com and send us emails and send us shit. Don't send us cock pics, please. We don't need those. We don't, we don't need we, We've got nope. enough cocks from this episode. Uh, unless it's a pick of the Mac attack. <laughs> I don't. I see <laughs> then it. I don't want to see it. You know, <laughs> there's only one cock that I'm going to get hooked on, and that's the Mac attack. And you can't help it. <laughs> and he's and he's and he's dead. So you know, be a zombie dicks. Speaking of zombies, <laughs> see, zombies it all comes together. <laughs> and, and that ties it up, everybody. Hey, and, broadcasting. And I'm going to say goodbye to the Gitmo Bros, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Beep. Ear and loading. It's just the rumor, it's not the tumor. Mom! Take it easy, lower it. I'm not going to lower it, I have to do this now. I don't mind you playing it, but lower it. Tune in next week for more Ear and Loathing. End transmission. Goodbye.